Hi, welcome back. It's been a while. Mm. It's been a good, like, what, over six months or so. But as some of you may know, I've been a bit busy relocating to Wales, where I live now. And it's been, well, a bumpy ride as uh, any relocation <laughs> usually is. So just trying to find my feet, etc. It's going well, uh, but yeah, my brain wants faster, <laughs> more immediate results. <laughs> um, I had never moved with a kid before, obviously. <laughs> I've moved many times, but never with a kid. And that kind of slows things down uh, a lot <laughs> sometimes more than I can like cope with so I've had to take uh, many deep breaths and remember that things take their own time <laughs> and that I'm just gonna have to you know navigate <laughs> through it um, in a much calmer um, Jasper focused way mm, but talking about my brain <laughs> Um, if you've been following my Instagram, you'll know that uh, one of my latest um, interests in life is learning about ADHD, because I think I am ADHD. Mm, I'm going to say I am, because when I say I have, I feel like I have something wrong. And this is the whole point of this, of this reflection here today. I haven't been diagnosed or anything because I have been trying to decide if I want to be diagnosed and what purpose would that serve if I if I would take medication if I was diagnosed or like how would that help me so I'm not sure about any of that it's strange um, and I'm just kind of having a feel noticing what this means to my soul uh, how it feels in my body how I how I can encompass this to all the um, feelings and ideas about myself etc and that's what I'm gonna talk about today So how did I get here? I initially uh, started learning about ADHD because I thought that it was, well, that my partner Alex had it. <laughs> I, I still think he has it, but but I I never thought it was going to be me, you know. <laughs> I, the, the, the usual, let's say the, yeah, the most known characteristics of ADHD, I feel are... Uh, are more aligned to how it presents in men. And I'm sure a lot of women my age that are going through their ADHD journeys at the moment can relate to this. Like before, the only symptoms that we knew of were, were those that presented usually in men. So it was, you know, this having or being... Uh, 
ADHD was something I I never uh, just never occurred to me. So I started reading this book uh, to, to you know support him and and blah blah blah, <laughs> learn how to deal with it as a couple and etc. Mm, he didn't really want to know anything about it. He was totally uninterested. But I started reading the book and discovering that many of the of the characteristics of the ADHD brain applied to me. So I started uh, kind of learning more, researching more about um, how it specifically presents in women. And then I was like, Oh shit, <laughs> maybe my brain is totally ADHD. So then I saw this post on Facebook that listed some of the characteristics that women with ADHD exhibit. And it said things like uh, they live in a constant state of overwhelm, trying to manage the uh, details of everyday life. They have a tendency to zone out from conversations, for example. They have a lot of difficulty managing their thoughts. <laughs> and it said it, it might feel like uh, playing whack-a-mole. Like <laughs> thoughts just constantly popping up, popping up. So there's no organization whatsoever. And then obviously this makes it very difficult to function in the world because there's this like constant stream <laughs> of ideas that never stops. So it's very difficult to make them work. <clears throat> Worrying all the time about forgetting important things or actually forgetting them. Procrastinating a lot, yeah, one of my favorite things. Um, Hyper-focusing when interested in a, in a task. Uh, so yeah, definitely this, like just uh, if you truly are interested, then you don't distract and you just don't sleep just completely like put your life on hold to learn more about this or how to do it or yeah that kind of thing masking uh masking your symptoms apparently women are much better than men at doing so and that's why because we're quite functional then then no one no one imagines that we're struggling because we make ourselves work um, harder and this is definitely something I can relate to like when I was at school like I struggled but I in the end I kind of always managed but this has meant that I have been stressed since <laughs> since I can remember you know like I used to um, uh, ask for permission to go to the to the infirmary to <laughs> when I had maths and this was in second grade so I was what like seven or something like that and I was already in such a panic and having such bad like uh, stomach pain and stuff that I had to skip class because the the anxiety was like just eating me alive and this is how I've been all my life and this is why I'm a holistic therapist <laughs> and all that uh, constant anxiety mm, it also said uh, women uh, are usually people pleasers and perfectionists and they well they just uh, live in absolute and total exhaustion uh, caused by this constant anxiety we're talking about so I was like yeah take 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 all of them <laughs> um, so that 
made me want to learn more obviously and start hyper focusing and then I had to try to make myself not to hyper focus on it but I have been reading and one of the books I read was uh, Scattered Minds by Gabor Mate and that book has some really interesting bits and it really helped me understand things that I didn't understand or or know before but overall I wouldn't say that the impact of the book in me was good at all Uh, and I know everyone raves about him and and everything and I do like a lot of the stuff he says and does and etc but this book made me feel like well, like there was something wrong. Like this happened to me because of some trauma. And if it hadn't been for this trauma, then I, my brain would be fine. And it does say at some point that <clears throat> uh, ADHD brain is like an inf- like a child, a child's brain. Uh, and capable of like coping with this and coping with that, etc. And that, and that made me feel awful. <laughs> because... I have, um, even though it's been tough, uh, I have absolutely enjoyed uh, <laughs> the way I live. And I have really tried to honor like my ADHD impulses in my life. I think, well, the name of this podcast is Life on a Hunch. <laughs> and I mean, if that is not ADHD, then what is, right? <laughs> so I, I have jumped from one thing to another all my life and I have made it work for me and not only that but I I had always thought that this was part of like some sort of like deeper spiritual calling and that following those leads uh, I was basically well honoring my soul and my connection to something that was beyond me that was like leaving me this trail of crumbs (laughs) and so yeah so this book destroyed that (laughs) And then I was like, oh, wait, so so no, this is not what I've been doing. What I've been doing is just being traumatized <laughs> and not being able to perform in the world like an adult. So, yeah, that didn't sit well at all with me. Um, I get that also um, ADHD is not the same for everyone and some people really struggle to make a living and obviously this is detrimental. And this is why they need medication. And of course, as in with anything else in life, there's so many ways, there's so many paths, there's so many uh, feelings and, and ways of embodying things. And this is just my experience, just in case it helps anyone or uh, makes you reflect upon your own experience, I don't know, or just because I want to, <laughs> to share it. Uh, but yeah, so that book was interesting to some extent but then it left me with this really horrible sensation that that I've been mistaken about myself all my life and, it, and I was like what <laughs> um, because I guess for me being like this is like an intrinsic part of my of myself and of the things I like about myself even though I struggle with this parts of being me 
I I have built my life around it. Like I I am forty one, so so it's been a while kind of having to live in this body <clears throat> with these things. So so yeah, I've made it work for me, and I have built my my sense of self around it. So I I recently posted on a Facebook group uh uh an ADHD, women's ADHD group, asking like who here is diagnosed, who's undiagnosed and why do you choose to stay like that? Or And um, sure, so, so, so some women said like, well, I, I am diagnosed and I am taking medication because I couldn't function this, um, this age and I've never been able to, I don't know, uh, hold down a job, etc. So... So I understand, obviously. Um, but then uh, also some people were comparing it to, to like having, like if you have a broken knee or something like that was the metaphor, I can't remember. If you have a broken knee and, and you like running, well, then you take something for the knee, you know, or you fix your knee and then you, you can do the things you like. And then ADHD is the same. You sh- it shouldn't hold you down. But then that left me thinking, <clears throat> uh, well, does it have to hold you down? And why does it hold you down? So then I started reading another book, a book that I'm liking so much more. This book is called ADHD, A F- Hunter in a Farmer's World, and it's written by Tom Hardman. And in this book, he questions the um, notion of ADHD being like a genetic abnormality or, uh, yeah, aberration or um, the consequence of childhood trauma, etc. He says that it's too widely spread, and it's like if it was a disease, well, then it it it'll be a very popular one. And he concludes that, um. People with ADHD are what he calls the leftovers of hunters. Um, Because his work with hunting communities made him realize that hunters, um, people living in hunting communities, um, display all the characteristics of people with ADHD. And in their condition, these comes as an advantage Uh, so some of these things are like they're constantly monitoring the environment because they have to because they're hunting (laughs) they uh, are impulsive because they need to be impulsive for the hunt they are very flexible they change direction very easily they have to use like these immense bursts of energy Uh, they have to think visually they are bored by mundane tasks and they face dangers that others would avoid. So basically this means that, uh, you know, like some diseases like sickle cell uh, is adaptative and in certain, in, in certain communities save your life, but then when you translate that to other environments, then it is a disease. Well, that's what he's trying to say here that these are just uh, the skills that would have served us in a hunter's world, in a hunter-gatherer kind of world. But because we switched to a farmer's kind of a system, um, then these people that inherited those, those genes, those skills, are, well, 
struggling because this is just not the way they perform. And that that made sense to me <laughs> a lot more mm, because I can totally relate to that. And I feel that, I don't know, it just really resonated with me when I just first read the title because I guess that's how I felt all my life. And, you know, in one of the in one of the episodes I might have mentioned is that when I when I started discovering like female spirituality after being raised a Catholic, I felt in the same way uh, I felt about being a left handed person in a world designed for right handed people. Well, this is another one of those. <laughs> Like I, this is exactly the same. You just feel out of place. You feel that all your logic, all your impulses, all your way of being, thinking, processing, feeling, etc., is just, is just not, um, it's just not good enough for the for the way the system is designed. But that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you inherently. There's, it just means that you are in the wrong kind of system. <laughs> Uh, and sure, for some people that would just be too much to 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 deal with because we all have to live in this system anyway, you know. And some of us kind of have made it work somehow, um, and some people really struggle with it. And then you have the choice of what to do, and that's where you decide: like, do I want medication? Do I want treatment? Do I, or do I just want to keep swimming against the the river, like? This is maybe why when I was in a in a shamanic journey, I saw my spirit animal was the salmon, <laughs> uh, and I was like, yes, this makes total sense, <laughs> because it's exactly that you're always going against the flow of things, but you do it not because you want to be to be antagonistic. <laughs> you do it. Uh, or, you know, just out of rebellion, you do it because it makes sense to you. You do it because it's your nature and you refuse to accept that your nature is wrong. <laughs> you know, you just you just want the same right and the same opportunities to like live in this world to your full potential. And so you fight the, the system and you fight the, the rules and you fight the way farmers do their thing because you don't want to be a farmer <laughs> you want to go for the hunt you want to change direction you want to explore new paths you want to take risks you want to discover you're curious you want to investigate you don't want to sit in the same plot of land and to plant and see that your seeds grow and that is okay too or it should be okay too don't you think that's what I think. I think it should be okay. And that's what I've made a point of like, uh, you know, talking to people about the the actual possibility of doing things a different way. I, I, I think I made that choice early in life when I like decided to not go to uni. I don't know. There's been so many instances in which I've had to go against the flow <laughs> Um, but just because I needed to explore, just because I needed to find my own way, and um, and well, if that's because my brain uh, is 
like this is the leftover of a of a hunter civilization <laughs> of a of a hunter culture then then well that's who I am and that's why I'm struggling so much to like decide if I want to like be diagnosed and get medication and all that because I don't want to feel like this is a disease I want to feel like this is a chance for us to rebuild the world to be creative to take chances to go in another direction I mean no offense to the farmers but <laughs> the world is not working very well at the moment <laughs> so maybe it'll be good to take some chances it'd be good to 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 allow other people to bring their voices forward and be creative in in the way we we plan our societies and our our livelihood and etc so yeah i just wanted to share those thoughts and feelings uh for anyone else out there who's maybe wondering about this mm, i'll keep you updated because i still don't know i mean i don't know where this quest will take me maybe i'll just read a lot about it and then i'll just keep doing my thing who knows <laughs> probably mm, but yeah if anything else if anything new comes up, um, sure, I'll, I'll let you know. And I hope my next episode doesn't take another six months. But you know, ADHD, so who knows, right? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.